Today we have Ani Papazian. I'm not sure I said that right. That I said it a, a minute ago. I said it right. Ani Papazian, who will share her incredible journey for turning her dream into a thriving boutique practice. We'll explore the challenges she faced, the lessons learned from work with Janet Jackson, and how her unique approach, and she's now known as the body whisperer, has led to her success. This episode of the Lead Machine Growth Show is brought to you by Lead Machine, the step-by-step tech-easy system for getting leads online. Are you struggling to get leads from your lead magnet? Are you tired of seeing low conversion rates and losing potential customers? It's time to revive your lead magnet and start attracting more leads. Download our free report, 10 Deadly Lead Magnet Mistakes That Are Costing You Leads, and learn how to create a high-converting lead magnet that engages your audience and drives conversions. Don't let common mistakes hold you back any longer. Revive your lead magnet today and download your free report at www.getleadmachine.com forward slash deadly. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show, where you will discover how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Paul Guyen, the mastermind behind the Lead Machine, introduces you to trailblazers who inspire you to implement life-changing solutions and systems you can model to nurture your leads and get your offers seen by your ideal clients who will invest in themselves and you. Be sure you visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, tune in and get ready to transform your vision into reality. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show. I'm Paul Guyon, your host, Lead Machine Coach, and the founder of the Lead Machine Mastermind Group. I'm dedicated to helping you tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your business to the next level, let's get this conversation started and turn your dreams into reality. Let me try this again. Ani Papazian is a highly experienced pain resolution specialist with nearly three decades of expertise. She's an experienced pain resolution specialist with nearly 30 years of expertise. I just said that. She founded Last Stop for Pain, an organization that prioritizes personalized pain relief solutions, self-help techniques, and tailored lifestyle improvements through genetics and testing, right? Uh, her precision pain resolution method empowers people to lead pain-free, healthy re- lives, regardless of their obstacles. And Ani served as Janet Jackson's massage therapist during her iconic Velvet Rope World Tour. That must have been amazing. And uh, with her extensive knowledge and remarkable journey, Ani is a true luminary in the field of pain resolution and holistic health. And um, let's see. Pain is uh, is been in my family for a long time. Not not that we're all pain, we're in pain. But um, all three of my parent, my my two parents, um, Joseph and Marianne, and my brother Greg were uh, physical medicine and rehab doctors, and they regularly held pain clinics and uh, helped people with amputees, head injuries, strokes, and all kinds of inner injuries. So, uh, and I've had back pain. I don't have it anymore. So I'm really happy that. 
uh, that to, to welcome you to the show today, Ani, and uh, to talk about your journey and how that uh, can how you're helping other people with their uh, living those pain free lives. So, thank you, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes. So, thank you, um, Ani. You've transformed your practice from a makeshift garage to a thriving boutique. Can you share some of the key challenges that you had? I know one of them was the, was the language barrier, but can you go back to that time and and uh, talk about some of those challenges you had and how you came to be? Yeah, you so, today. you know, growing up in Armenia in 1988, when we had the huge earthquake where we lost our home and we lived in our garage and, you know, for Americans, garage is, oh my God, some of the garages are gorgeous. Yeah, That wasn't our garage. Our garage was just a piece of metal, no oh. insulation, nothing. Um, so after earthquake, you know, we moved in there and we lived there for about three years. So then with my family, when we moved to America, a month later, we moved in uh, January 22nd, 1992. A month later, I turned 22 years old. Now, some of you are probably doing a math. I'm 54 years old, very happy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I English was not one of my languages. Yes, I spoke three other languages, but English was not one of them. And so, but learning also completely new culture and trying to figure out, I was fresh out of college, what career path am I going to take? So my yeah. early 20s, kind of like a little haze. I don't remember that well because it was just too much at once. But again, you know, um, people come to America because we have the opportunities here that we didn't have in Soviet Union, mm -hmm. you know, so I just, you know, think I'm so fortunate that, yes, I, you know, went to school, learn English, also decided, okay, I studied massage in college, let me take that path, because as a former volleyball player, I played volleyball for Armenian national team, mm. you know, I knew what was to get injured, to hurt yourself and to live with pain for a while. And I just kind of wanted living with helping people living without body pain. It was just such a strong drive for me. And that's why I was like, I'm just going to focus on pain relief. I know my um, some of my business advisors, they're like, Ani, you're leaving money on a table because you should offer like a relaxing massage and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to. I just want to be known the pain person. That's mm -hmm. it. You go to Ani to take care of pain. So that's how I started. Yeah. And, and when I was reading your bio, and there were some big words in there, so I left it out. Uh, but you have a, have a degree in, what, what is it? Kinesiology. My bachelor's is in kinesiology, yeah. which I reinstated in the United States. Actually, funny story. Um, I grew up in a family of engineers. You know, you grew up a family of physicians, mine yeah. were engineers. And being the oldest, oldest child, uh, my parents thought I was going to take their path of becoming engineers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's never happening. <laughs> but so when I reinstated my diploma, but education was a huge part of 
you know, honestly, I didn't even know that college was a choice. I thought it was just a continuation of high school because that's something you had to do. Yeah. So um, when we when I reinstated my diploma in the U.S., I wanted to get my master's and become either physical therapist or a chiropractor. So I went to CSUN, which they have amazing physical therapy program. And um, they look at my paperwork. They're like, everything looks good. Go to orientation. So I'm sitting at the orientation, all getting excited because it's only two more years, full-time student program. And I got my master's. I'm a PT. Yeah. Everything went great until the professor said, and we get six new cadavers every year. I said, yeah, that's never going to happen. I do not. I'm terrified of dead bodies. Oh I my God. Go to funerals. So that's why I'm like, okay, I studied massage in college. As long as there is no cadavers involved, massage school it is, you know? So you want to work on the living people. Up. Yeah, that's how I ended up in uh, massage school. But, you know, throughout the years, since I studied massage in college, uh, massage back home was part of mainstream medicine. Even until this day in Russia, in some European countries, they offer medical massage as a continuing education for physicians. Yeah. So it's not the type of massage that it's kind of known for here. You know, you go, it's a relaxation, it's spa. So having that background, I knew that sometimes your body pain, like muscle or joint pain could be due to internal organ dysfunctions. Like if you have digestive issues, if you have, let's say constipation. So um, after several years, I went back to school, got my nutritionist certification, started diving deep into functional nutrition. So I can mm -hmm. read lab tests, I can order any lab test I want. And then a few years after that, uh, you know, genetic testing is a field that is just growing. It's becoming so popular. So I was at this webinar and the guest speaker doctor, she was analyzing the webinar host genetic report and I was in awe. Wow. Like, I want to go back to school and learn that. Yeah. So I went back to school and I got my advanced translational nutrigenomics certification where I can analyze someone's genetic report, simplify it and create actionable steps so they can, you know, do your, I mean, we're already trying to eat healthy. We're already trying to, you know, exercise, but imagine doing all that based on your unique genetic makeup. You know. Yeah. And the supplements and the, um, the, the gut health and those, the body is a, is a complex system and there, and all those systems are connected. And uh, there's probably a certain way that, you can, you can, uh, there's a certain propensity that the body might have for certain types of exercise. Uh, they might respond to therapy in a certain way and also, uh, nutrition and, uh, sleep and all kinds of things that, uh, that could contribute to their health. Isn't that right? Oh, absolutely. You know, in as humans, we share 99.9% .9 the same DNA, you and I. Yeah. But that 0.1% that is different, that's what makes us unique. That is why, and it has nothing to do, you know, like a lot of times people are, 
used to, oh, I did my ancestry to know what percentage of what I am, where, where it's from. No, this is about, as you said, you know, the exercise. What is the best exercise based on your genetics? Are you genetically actually gifted to achieve amazing results in athletics? Yes, hard work is is given. You know, yeah. you can't do without hard work. But, you know, I'm sure you've said it. Oh, he's a gifted athlete. Oh, yeah. Just because some are gifted, you know, they're just really good. Like if you look at my athletics, like um, genes, I'm considered kind of gifted because I can achieve with proper training. I can achieve really good results really mm -hmm. fast just mm -hmm. because I have those genes. But let's say for some people, if they want to lose weight, what are the couple of the things they say you have to do? Eat less and exercise, right? But if I'm looking at your genetic report and it looks like at your exercise pathway, you have genes that your body cannot use fat as an energy source for you to lose weight. Wow. That doesn't mean you're not supposed to exercise because exercise has so many benefits, especially for yeah. your cognitive health, for your brain health. But specifically to lose weight, you may not be, it may not be the right approach for you. So for people like that, we go look at, okay, then let's concentrate on eating habits. Let's concentrate on more inflammation, detoxification, where yeah. is the, you know, where the issue is and how we can make it easier. Yeah, I can, I can relate. I think that nutrition is uh, super important and in, in knowing, knowing what to eat, when to eat and how to eat and how much um, is as important as the exercise. I know that I, uh, I was on a quest to, um, to lose weight and I was about, I lost 40, 42 pounds over uh, about a period of a year. And um, the first 20 was pretty easy. I was just walking and running a lot. And uh, was sort of looking at my nutrition, but I really wasn't eating the right kinds of foods. I didn't really analyze, but I went to a nutritionist and a dietitian, uh, and uh, she she had me start tracking what I did. And I actually went and I did a cleanse, and um, that's when my metabolism really kicked in. And uh, I lost that other 22 pounds in a really a short amount of time, probably three months. Because, um, you know, as you know, that rapid weight, weight loss is not necessarily good for you. But exactly. the, but getting to a healthy, um, and my cardiologist said, get to, get to your ideal weight and stay there, or maybe just a little bit below, and you'll live longer. And I went, hey, I want to live longer. And I think we all do. <laughs> so so um, that's fascinating. You turned so you you did a lot of a lot of schooling, which is great and um, very effective. And a, a lot of people do do go to school, but but you are also you are seeing patients. You are seeing uh, you are helping people. So let's talk about that. And also, how did you end up with Janet Jackson? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's actually a funny story. So um, I started working at the chiropractor office. So I'm working at the chiropractic office. I think I was making like 10 bucks an hour doing massages. And um, he, the chiropractor had a client 
who I knew she was a dancer, but I had no idea what caliber dancer she was. So um, she, whenever she would come to the clinic, I would work on her. One day I get a phone call, says a gentleman, says that Tina London referred you to us. We need you to go to Malibu at this address. Um, there is no address, no number on that house. But if you see this house and this house, the white house in between those two, that's the house you're going. <laughs> and we can tell you who it is. And I'm thinking, okay, as long as it's from Tina, I know and trust Tina. So I went. I went and some lady opened the door and showed me the room. I set up my table, everything. I'm just waiting, waiting. And then all of a sudden, this tiny little thing comes in with this soft voice. And I'm like, inside, I'm like, holy shit. It's Janet Jackson. <laughs> you know, so I started working on her for a while, seeing her. And then one day I get a call. One of her managers says, um, do you want to go? Um, Janet wants you to go on a tour with her. And I said, where do I sign up? The only <laughs> downside was I was in America only very few years, even though I had green card, but I didn't oh, wow. live here long enough to be a citizen. Mm. Well, when with my family, we moved to US, right away, the Soviet Union collapsed. So I had no citizenship of any country. Oh, I wasn't a citizen. Wow. So then they had to get this thing called white passport. And they had to get visa for every country I went to. Well, um, Japan denied my visa because they said I was a communist because I was born in Soviet Union. <laughs> wow. So when I went to Australia, in Sydney, Australia, I went to Japanese consulate over there and got my visa. I did end up going to Japan. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, that's how, um, and it was, um, you know, amazing. And then it was funny when I was out of country our papers came in. So all of a sudden, my parents, they're like, we have to go for the swearing in to become citizens. Well, I'm out of country. I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're going to throw my papers away. I'm never going to become a citizen. Oh. <laughs> so because I've already passed the, the history exam and everything. And uh, so Janet's managers, they had to write letters saying she's working out of country you know, as an excuse. So when I came back, I actually went by myself to a convention center downtown LA and um, <laughs> went through the swearing in. And then they took my white passport with all the stamps in it. I was like, can I keep it, please? They said, no. So, <laughs> yes, but that was, that's how I ended up on the tour with her. And they, uh, I don't think they had smartphones with, with uh, 12 uh, megapixel cameras and stuff back then in uh, in the year 2000 or 1999. So you wouldn't, you just couldn't snap a picture of it just real quick. No, I... no. And I'm kind <laughs> of glad they didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But we had a blast. I call it my uh, paid vacation. It was, uh, it was fun. I have a, a little, sometimes people say, you know, um, Tell us something about you that nobody knows. I say I have an Oscar given to me by Johnny Jackson. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I can't tell you for what, <laughs> but I do have it. Nice. <laughs> it does nice. say uh, the tour name and my name on it, so. Yeah, and you are you still in touch with Janet at all or no? No, I'm not. Yeah. Um, I am with Tina from time to time, mm -hmm. but uh, generally no. So did, when you when you got done with your tour, did you go back to the chiropractor's office and were you still work making ten bucks an hour? No, I actually <laughs> I uh, started getting my own clients because yeah. at that point the dancers became my private clients, and I started doing a lot more house calls. And um, started actually at the doctor's office, just renting a room yeah. to see clients. And that's how I slowly built my practice. And then a few years later, I opened up my own clinic, which I closed in um, December of 2019. And I'm uh -huh. still thanking the universe for closing oh at that time. Yeah. Because I was at the point of my career, I'm like, okay, you know. At this point, I need to make some changes. And what's the change? What's the path I want to take? And for me was I want to, you know, see clients only three days a week and just concentrate on speaking, doing summits, more online, you know, to reach out more people. So Right. And while you were building your business, uh, so it was after the tour that, that things really took off for you, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And how long was the the Velvet Rope tour? Was that a, a 98, year? 99. Okay. So but yeah, not that's... that it, it ended, I think we finished in Hawaii January 99. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been that's that's quite a quite a run. That would be that would be fun. It, uh, it was amazing. So you kept your relationships with your with your the dancers, and that's how you uh, you brought them into your practice and you were uh, working with them. And and so from there, were they bring their friends in too? Is that yeah. how you- Yeah, and then the referrals. Yeah, I got a lot of like referral. That's how I built my business. I've never done marketing. Uh -huh. um, I've always built my business just through referrals. Right. You know? Yeah. And so is that is that when the body whisperer came about or was that sooner than that? <sighs> <laughs> you know, um, I was fortunate enough to come across some amazing doctors and practitioners who created very unique techniques. Uh -huh. And I just started from them. Uh, that's what I love. You know, what's the fastest way I can help your body pain and make it so the release lasts. So I do very unique, very weird techniques. And I constantly, as you can see here in my background, it says the good witch. I put that up because uh, a few months ago, I got a client, husband and wife. And one day the wife was at the office. She goes, do you know what we call you at our house? We call you the good witch. I'm like, <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> you know? That's from the Wizard of Oz, right? Um, I don't know the Wizard of Oz, but uh, there is a show, The Good Witch. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm gotcha. like, she's a witch and I love it. So I'm like, I'll and take you, it. And you get results for people, which is great. Yes. So um, how can aspiring entrepreneurs take some of that inspiration from your journey? What were some of the lessons that you learned along the way that you that you would give to your earlier self 
or to an entrepreneur who's coming up, maybe in the uh, in the similar pain resolution uh, business, that healthy healthy living business. What would you do? What would you, you know, um, one of the biggest things is follow your passion. What's most important to you? Not what someone says you should do or someone. What's what makes you happy? Like I earlier, I said, you know, my business advisor, they're like, you need to offer relaxing massages. You're leaving money on the table. I'm like, I don't care. That doesn't make me happy. I don't want to do it. Just yeah. stay true to yourself. What makes you happy? That's one of the first things. Because isn't there a saying, it's do what you love and you never work a day in your life or something yeah. like that? Uh-huh. You know, the second thing is, and I hit it in my head and it just flew out. Um, okay. So what, what would you tell an entrepreneur who is starting out in a similar line of business, line of work, helping people live pain-free, pain-free lives or really anything kind of they want to improve their lives? What would you, what advice would you give? Um, never stop learning. That's what okay. I was going to say in my yeah. head. Never stop learning because even after 30 years, I still constantly look into the research, look into how, what other some new modalities maybe I can pick up or if someone, what are they doing to achieve results, how I can incorporate that or maybe twist how I can become better. Because okay. when you think the day you think you're done, you're like the best, forget it. You're not. You're because just starting. Always someone better than you. Always. And yeah. that's okay. That that's good. And you can learn from those people. You can model what they're doing. And you know, that's the advice I would give is is uh to look at what other people are doing in in this field, or maybe in an even in a different field service-oriented entrepreneurs, what are they doing to to grow their business, to to get results mm -hmm. and model that and, and, you know, find something that works for you uh, and, and do that and keep doing that. Rinse yeah. and repeat and, is what I say. Yeah. And I have to say one of the biggest things, and I've done that at the beginning of my career was, you know, um, when my business advisor asked me, tell me who's your client, what they look like. I'm like, what do you mean what they look like? They're all different people. Everyone needs a massage. And now when, uh, you know, I hear new therapists say, oh my God, everyone is my client. Everyone needs a massage. I'm like, no, they're not. Mm -hmm. They're not. Know exactly, you know, who you want to serve, who right. you want to work with. It's very specific. Not everyone is your client. You don't want everyone to be your client. You know, if you don't have right. pain, I won't take you as a client. Yeah. I just won't. Or if I feel like you're not going to follow through with my suggestions, I'm not going to bring you back. Exactly. Yeah. It, one of my mentors, his name is Jim Palmer, says that if only my clients would do what their coach tells them, they'd be so much better off. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing with you. You know, if, if they would only, and I have the same problem sometimes, um, but my clients, you know, do listen to me, but they, not all of them. And not, not everybody is your ideal client. And, yeah. uh, and so you have to, uh, you have to hold them accountable. And that's, you know, part of what we do is to help people change and get better is we have to help them 
give them a structure and hold space for them so that they can improve because yeah. they're not going to improve unless they they're willing to help themselves. And, you know, one of the uh, biggest things um, I learned when I was getting my um, master's um, practitioner's thing in uh, neuro-linguistic programming was when people come to you, you know, they, they come to me because they have pain, right? But let's say if your pain is eight or 10, you're very excited. You're going to do what I ask you to do. Yeah. You're very motivated. Well, if you're, once your pain goes from eight to 10, from down to like two or three, so does your motivation disappears. Yeah. Yeah. But so my goal is usually one of the questions I ask my clients is I don't say, you know, how bad your pain is. Let's get rid of it. It's like, what is that preventing you from doing? Yeah. Because that motivation will never go away until you reach it. Good. And that's, that, that's the biggest things. It's like, it's not about pain. Yes. You're here for me to, for me to get rid of your pain. That's not my goal because we're going to lose your motivation. But if you say, hey, Ani, I'm going to go to Europe and I want to be able to walk without my back pain, you know, five, 10 miles, whatever a day that we walk in Europe, that motivation will never go away until you can do that. Right. So you frame your entire program around the desired result that they want. Now, this is true for every entrepreneur out there. Anybody who's in a small business or big business, you want to make pay attention to that so that your clients know what the end result is and that your marketing also knows what the end result is that they desire and you help them to attain that. That's powerful. That's powerful. Good advice. Thank you. So you talked a little bit in your description about embarking on a new journey. I see, I know that you have a, a new book that's coming out. And you have uh, maybe a second act or a third act uh, in mind, a second act. Uh, so tell us about what's what's new for Ani. Oh, I'm so excited. This is such a transitional journey for me. I'm in this path that it's a little scary, but at the same time, it's exciting because as we know, you know, doing this uh, for 30 years comes to a point like what's next? Yeah. Because nothing stays stagnant. So you have to grow or you would say you grow or you die. So, yeah. but I'm deciding like, what's the path for me to grow? So for me, you know, for some people could be, okay, get a bigger office, you know, hire more people like to grow that way. That wasn't the path I wanted to take. I wanted to actually see less clients, work less days, but do more speaking, do mm. public speaking, to do more online classes. You know, yes, I have this book coming up. I'm also working on my own book. Mm -hmm. uh, my goal is to do TED Talk next year. You know, how I can reach out and um, help more people. You know, I love working one-on-one, -on -one, you know, hands-on. It's amazing, but that stays in my within my small circle. Yeah. But when I'm out there speaking, sharing the self-help techniques or giving some suggestions, recommendations to someone that's going to change their life, you know, that's the path I'm 
that's the goal, that's the path I'm working towards. And it's exciting. It's really exciting. It is exciting. And so on the self-help journey, so you're going to be speaking and doing a TED Talk. And uh, what kind of advice or what kind of self-help techniques can you leave us with that we can help uh, live those pain-free lives? I mean, I have a shoulder pain. Uh, I've been going to uh, physical therapy for the last eight or 10 weeks. And uh, it's made a huge difference in my life. We found out that uh, some of my um, ribs were out of place. Mm-hmm. And through through some massage and some manipulation, they helped me with that. And my my uh, range of motion went from, you know, there to here. And I still have some place to go and I can't w- quite reach behind me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm not asking you to, 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 to heal me, but what kind of what kind of advice would you help would you uh, recommend for people who are experiencing pain and that's preventing them from range of motion or from uh, walking normally, which if you don't walk normal, that will, that will twist your spine. And that's, you know, working on a computer for 40 years is what I've, I've done and and tweaked my shoulder because it's, it's out of whack and I, my, my midsection is twisted. So what are some, some, uh, some things that you can, you can recommend? So one of the biggest things for me, the first approach that I give the clients is resetting their autonomic nervous system, meaning the we all know the fight or flight, our sympathetic nervous system and the yeah. parasympathetic nervous system, which is like more calming relaxation. Because especially if you're living in a big city, like I'm in Los Angeles, you know, you come out of your house, it's stress. Yeah. The traffic, everything. If you have family, the kids, the stress, you know, it cracks me up when people say uh, don't have any stress. You're like, that's impossible. You just have to learn how to deal with it. So the first thing, even with the body, you know, when I'm working with the clients, the first thing I do is balance their autonomic nervous system to calm down their sympathetic nervous system. Because as you said earlier, the body is an amazing machine. You give the right circumstances, it would heal itself. So how could I do that, go about doing that? So it's a really simple technique. What you do is uh, you're laying down, you know, on your bed, on the floor, whatever, on a yoga mat. You take a couple of either pens or pencils or a straw. I don't care what it is. You put it like this. You know, you spread your fingers, uh-huh. so your ring finger is out like that. Only the ring finger. So like you that. put, yeah, like that, and you spread okay. the other fingers like that, and you put that overhead. Same time, you're going to curl your toes under. Uh-huh. Like you point your foot and curl your toes under. You close your eyes, and you stay like that for up to a minute. We call that the global down regulation. And sometimes as the client is doing that, um, you know, I have the client, I walk the client through that. I ask them to um, collect some saliva in their mouth because what that does, that actually helps stimulate the um, vagus nerve, which is the very calming relaxation, your uh, the longest cranial nerve. Hmm. And after a minute, you're done. But to show them how that technique works, 
I actually palpate the client's ribs around like where the diaphragm is around the rib cage because your diaphragm attaches to your six to 12 ribs. So yeah. I'll palpate. And sometimes when I go to palpate, they're either like, oh my God, I'm ticklish or they withdraw because it's a reflex. I know they're upregulated. I have them do this technique. I go back and test. They're like, what did you do? Are you touching the same spot? Especially kids love it because they're not ticklish anymore. And that's oh. so cool for them. So oh. that's one of the techniques that they can do, you know, morning, evening, doesn't matter. It really helps uh, set up your autonomic nervous system, stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system. The other one, again, for kind of like a relaxation calming effect is um, vagus nerve stimulation is very um, popular thing. Your vagus nerve, like I said, you know, when you're in stress, your heart starts beating, right? Your digestion kind of slows down. Well, that's because of your vagus nerve. Ah. It starts on your brainstem and then goes all the way down. They call it the wandering nerve, wandering, yeah, nerve, because it goes all the way down to your digestion. Uh, to your gut so with the vagus nerve there is uh, easy ways to stimulate it by gargling by swallowing that's why i have my clients collect some saliva in their mouth and then they swallow by singing out loud in your showers as you know we all sound amazing <laughs> and you know there or uh, splashing cold water on your face all that's or humming even Sometimes when I do a few deep breathing exercises, I hum mm, that vibration mm. that stimulates your vagus nerve. Uh -huh. And all that actually has very calming, relaxing effect on your body. So wow. these are just a couple of uh, simple things you can do. But let's say um, a range, neck range of motion. If you have a restrictive restriction in your neck range of motion, one of the cool techniques to do is, so let's say I have a difficulty turning my head to the right, okay? All I'm gonna do is my eyes gonna look as far left as possible. And then my head, as I'm looking my eyes far here, take it. As I'm looking here, I'm slowly gonna turn my head to the right. As if I feel restriction, pain, I stop, come back and do it again. And do that about three, four times, guarantee your range of motion will increase. The only weird thing happens because you know how your eyes, whenever you turn your head, your eyes want to follow, but you're forcing it to do completely opposite. Yeah. So it yeah. comes a point where your eyes want to go to where your head is going or you feel these weird things behind your eyes, in your head, I tell the client, I know what you're feeling, just, and sometimes I put my finger and I say, just look at my fingers. And just stay looking at my fingers and slowly turn your head. And that will always increase your range of motion. It's an wow. amazing thing. I'm trying that as soon as we're done here. <laughs> Let me know. It's a really cool thing. I will. Yeah. I will. Well, Ani, it's been a pleasure. Uh, it's been very interesting. 
uh, hearing about your journey to entrepreneurialism and especially those those pain-free living tips uh, that uh, that you just shared. What, as we wrap up with your final words, what are three things that our listeners can do today to put these ideas into action? You know, one of the biggest things I have to say is to be pre- proactive in your own health. It's so important to... Be on top of your own health. Like I injured my knee the other day. I went to a doctor because I was hoping that she was going to send me to get an extra MRI to see if I um, tore anything because I smacked my knee. And no, her first thing was, do you want a painkiller, an injection? And I'm thinking, injection for what? You don't know what it is, what you're going to inject. It's like throwing a spaghetti against the wall and hope something sticks. (laughs) You know, so I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. And then she's like, well, go um, wait a month and then come back and see what happens. So to be very proactive in your own health, educate yourself so you can make informed decisions. Okay. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, please never, never learn to live with pain. You know how many phone calls I get from either acquaintances or someone that says, my doctor said, oh, I'm 66 years old. That pain is normal for my body or for my age. Yeah. No, doesn't matter what age you are. Yes, once we get certain age, we have to work a little harder, but you're not under any circumstances. You should learn to live with pain at any age. There is always a solution. You just have to find one. And you have to want to find one. Some exactly. Are- and you have to absolutely. So for some people, and I've I've had clients that, you know, living with pain was their crutch, was their excuse. So they yeah. never wanted to find a solution. And it's okay. It's not for me to say what you should be doing. Um, it's okay. For people like that, you just like, you know, you just let them go. Right. And the third thing um I want to say, you know. Always assume, especially when you have the body pain, that it's just a temporary thing. There is some kind of a learning experience for you there. What's the learning you're going to take from it? And you know that it's always going to work out because your outlook towards your pain, towards what's going on, it's a huge part of your healing process, healing journey. Yeah, so that positive mental attitude um... If you say, oh, I'm never going to sleep, I'm never going to get rid of this pain, you're right. You are. Well, you know that our brain does not um, does not register the negative. Yeah. So if you say, I don't ever want to have pain, the only thing your brain hears is pain. Pain, yeah. So you have to reframe it. Right, right. So, uh, yes, those are my three tips. Good tips. Well, thank you so much. Uh Ani has uh, a gift for us, and in addition to the to the wonderful tips that she's laid out today, uh, five body pain hacks, uh, which is a video series designed to empower you with tips like she just gave us, self help techniques and suggestions to uh, to effective pain relief. And you can pick that up at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com forward slash pain tips that's www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com forward slash pain tips and remember faith and action go hand in hand so put the pedal to the metal and keep 
Uh, until next time on the on the Lead Machine Growth Show, Ani, thank you so much. And I'm Paul Guyon. So long for now. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Lead Machine Growth Show with Paul Guyon, where we show you how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream so that you can transform your vision into reality. Remember to visit our website at www dot lead machine growth show.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one again while you're here subscribe to us via your favorite network we look forward to seeing you next time on the lead machine growth show